Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Osha. Let's start episode 265 of Ask Vidas and Osha podcast. This question was sent by Andrea. And uh, Andrea writes, Hello Osha and Vidas. Thanks for your hints and the talks you share with us. I would like to know your opinion about the prelude in D, BWV number 532 from Jess Bach, a piece I ran into a few days ago after years of oblivion passed the days I studied it. As we know, the piece is divided into three parts, the second of which is marked alla breve. What do you think about the tempo to be kept in this section? Shall we keep alla breve as an indication in in the style, uh, like Stilus Fantasticus, so we play it fast and virtuoso, or shall we think of it as a tempo indication, uh, so we play it crotchets in the region of 60 to 66. I would like to know your ideas about this. So, also, we're looking at the score now, right? Yes. And what do you think for starters? I don't think it's related with Stilus Fantasticus, this particular episode. I think that the previous one was more in the Stilus Fantasticus style. And I think that in this particular spot, Alebreve means that at the beginning of this preludium, we had the uh, meter, common meter, yes? Yeah. It meant that we have two strong beats in measure on the one, first beat and the third beat. But starting from Allebrever section, we have only one strong beat per, per measure. It means that from that particular spot, you have to play everything double as fast as it was before. Twice as fast? Twice as fast, yes. Twice as fast. It means that, you know, if previously you had 16s, so now your 18th note, 8th notes, has to be as played as 16th were. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And for people who want to be really virtuosic here and play really fast, they need to start really fast the preludium, the the pedal scale in D major, and then keep the same tempo in alle breve, but twice as uh, fast. That's right. So you really need to... Think carefully before, you know, 
taking opening temple. Right. Um, those uh, tempo relationships are very important in Baroque music, right, Osha? Because in sectional pieces, if we play separate episodes in variety of tempi, then what happens? Well, the piece might lose the unity. Because it lacks unity anyway, and we need to uh, keep uh, at least something unified. So one of the elements is the uh, tempo. That's right, and I think this is the question that uh, raises so many questions and so many discussions, and think even about fugue like E flat major. Yes, from the third part of Clavier by G.S. Bach. I have heard so many discussions about that, how you know how to put all those three fugues together in terms of the right tempo, what the relationship between fugues should be. But obviously this is you no know, the style of Bach, which is still young Bach. So you have that northern German feeling in it. Like Buxtehude, you mean? That's right. Like Buxtehude. This is directly related to Buxtehude's style, too. Probably he picked up this writing when he went to Lübeck. Yes, I guess so. On foot? Yes. How many miles? Well, many, many miles. 250? Somewhere. somewhere. Like 450 kilometers, I think. Uh, on foot. No wonder his trip lasted longer than he expected that uh, he even lost his job. Yeah, his church officials weren't particularly pleased that the main organist of Arnstadt Church had left uh, for the holidays, for for Christmas, uh, the church to the substitute. That's right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this piece, you know, this Preludium and Fugue in D major, it's very exciting piece, especially Preludium. Right. In not particularly easy to play in general this cycle, Preludium and Fugue. What are some of the difficult spots here? Well, you know, I remember myself playing this piece and I remember that I often messed up right at the beginning. Pedal scale, you mean? Yes, I don't know, it gave me such a nerve. Did you play with toes only or with heels only? No, I played with toes only. I see. Um, Because I worked on this piece when I studied with Dr. Pamela Reuter-Finstra at Eastern Michigan University. She would not allow me to use heels. Thanks. Here. We have prepared this um, score with pedaling and fingering here and looking at the choices of the major scale ascending version from the beginning and it looks strange for many people, right, to play toe-toe for the left uh, foot and then right, left, right, left, right, right. Uh, it's really strange 
for people who never touched historical pedal board. That's right. What's the strangest feeling about this passage? What is different than people would normally pedal it? Probably that you have to use you know, your left foot right at the beginning. You hit the D and E. And in the same manner as in at the end, C sharp and D, uh, right, right. That's right. Why is it so important to do this? What do you think? I think it's important because you no, know, it gives the right articulation. And in this case, you would play it. You would be able to play it on the historical instruments or you no know, replicas built in historical style. What would happen if people started to play left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right? Why can't we play like this? <laughs> Well, <laughs> I think, you know, you would just fall down on the pedal if you would play like this. It's possible. It's but, possible. But, but yes, it's possible, but I wouldn't do it. But the grouping of notes is different, right? Yes, because uh, think about, you know, playing that, you know, F sharp with left foot and then you know, crossing legs. I don't know. Uh -huh. I think it would be too hard. Plus, in this grouping, you always play the stronger beat with the left foot if it goes if it goes upward. That's right. So D should be stronger than E, but it's the opposite, right? It's E that is stronger than D. Therefore, we reserved D and E with with one foot, right? Left, left. And from E we start to do perto uh, that's right. pedaling. Well, at least that passaggio, you know, which goes down, that broken arpeggio, that is easier. At least, you know, you know what to do. It's left, right, left, left, right, and so on and so forth. To me, La Breve seems kind of slippery uh, to play because it's so rhythmically consistent. Uh, and there is no way to to slow down here and adjust the tempo. That's true, and that's often the case with the Stylus Fantasticus pieces, because if you would look at Buxtehude's Preludium, he often mixes mixes these, you know, uh, strictly rhythmical episodes with, you know, those free episodes. Fugal plus uh, free. Yes. Fugal and improvisatory yes. impro uh, episode. And even you know, in Bach's some other you know, earlier pieces, you can find that, like in E major toccata, for example, and Fugue. It also has something very nor northern German. Germanish. Don't you think so? Could be. So, guys, uh, Approach this piece with caution. Don't play it too fast, uh, because it's risky. It is. Actually, it, I never went back to this piece, and it's just too bad. Maybe I need to to repeat it at some point. Maybe for the next box of this. <laughs> Could be. Uh, Would be fun. Right. What would you recommend for me to play then? 
Well, I don't know. Maybe six trio sonatas. Too much. <laughs> Which one I'm, I'm first? Just, I'm just joking. G major, of course. G major. Let's start from this. From the, the last one. <laughs> Not the last. The last is. The last is G major. Yes, it's G major, yes. Oh, so... Well, my first was Nova C major, which is the fifth sonata, so... Mm-hmm. We need to do pedaling and fingering for those remaining sonatas, because up till now we have E-flat major prepared for people. That's right. I guess that would be helpful. Thank you guys, you gave us a lot of ideas for the future, please keep sending us those questions, we love helping you grow. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online, where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for SS courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right, as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi Vides and Osha, thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Usha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video, how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. 
This was Vidas. And Usha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.